Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Alex Kalanorkas and this is the Autosport Podcast. Hello and welcome to our latest episode, which is a bit different. It's a handover guide for listeners of the podcast to explain some of the changes that have been happening recently and detail our plans for the podcast over the new motorsports season. It's been my absolute pleasure during my first year as Autosports Grand Prix Editor to act as host of the podcast, taking over from my esteemed former colleague Ed Straw. But over the course of the 2020 season, I felt that perhaps the way we did things was a bit too much for one person and that you, the listeners, and everybody at Autosport who comes on the podcast regularly might benefit from a new approach. So with that in mind, I'm going to run you through the changes we're making this year and introduce you to a new voice with which you will soon become very familiar. It's our intention on the Autosport podcast to vary who presents our shows and to divide things up a bit more than we've been able to do over the last year in terms of which motorsport series go in this feed. That means you'll be hearing from a range of hosts and guests from our in-house editorial team who will introduce themselves at the start of each episode and outline the topic for discussion on that particular episode. So for example, I'll still be doing a regular show with Autosport's chief editor, Kevin Turner, where we will continue to provide accompaniment podcasts on the same topic as the cover feature on Autosport magazine each week. But in terms of the expanded Formula One weekend coverage that we introduced last year, we've signed a new host who will guide you through each of our daily podcasts from every Grand Prix of the 2021 season, including our special extended post-race analysis podcast. Our new F1 weekend podcast host is Ariana Bravo, who currently co-hosts the Driven by Diversity podcast, which shines the spotlight on a range of individuals from underrepresentative backgrounds and discusses their journey into motorsport with the hope of inspiring others from similar backgrounds. Over the past year, Ariana has been involved in presenting several F1-related events, including being a host for the Meet the Women of Formula One series, organised by Girls on Track UK and Formula One. She is passionate about promoting diversity and inclusion within the industry, and I'm delighted to say she's with me now. So, Ariana, over to you. How are you feeling about joining the Autosport podcast? 
I am so excited. I am really honoured to have been uh, asked to join you guys. And obviously, I have big shoes to fill taking over from you. Well, first of all, how are you feeling about the changes we're making to the Autosport podcast? I mean, you're, uh, you've obviously been at the helm for the past year. How are you feeling about passing the reins over? Yeah, really good, actually. Really, really good. As I explained at the start, you know, it's, it's, it's been really fun. A lot of work and a lot of responsibility, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, we, we had such a great audience and they're so knowledgeable and they're so passionate. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a trained broadcaster. I'm not, that's not sort of what I got into to wanting to do in terms of my job about, about Formula One. We get to have uh, you, Ariana, as a, as a dedicated host. I think the listeners will benefit from hearing lots of different voices as well throughout the season. And yeah, I can just I can just come on and and, and you know make wild statements about Formula <laughs> One. I've, I've actually been listening to an American NFL podcast, and I, I'm trying to copy them a little bit because the sort of the format just works. They just seem just they they the way they state things, it just seems just to work better for podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So hopefully, I'll be doing a bit more of that. But yeah, so I'm feeling really good about how we're gonna how we're gonna present the podcast. Uh, in the future. You've got the expert knowledge of the sport and I'm looking forward to being able to delve into things after each session. So I'm really looking forward to it. But you also mentioned the special magazine accompaniment podcast that you'll be doing with Kev. What have you got planned for the next few weeks? Tell us everything. Yeah, it's good. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, Kevin and I have got in a nice in a nice habit sort of over the winter because obviously, every, as everyone will know, it's not been a particularly pleasant one for anyone considering, you know, we're in the UK. It's been a very, very strict lockdown. Um, and obviously all around the world, things have been been really, really hard. But what's been quite nice is that we've been able to sort of we've been able to schedule these podcasts for sort of an evening time. We might have a, we might have a beer or a gin and tonic. Kevin occasionally has a glass of wine. Uh, as we're recording and it's just it's just nice to sort of chat through you know what we've done for the magazine for that week and they're always you know they're always worthy topics they they would never you know we, we would never put something really really uh, <laughs> awful on the on the on the amazing cover of autosport magazine so it's just been nice to just have that have that sort of i don't know it's been like a little just a little nice project that we've been doing and i hope that comes across uh, to the listeners and you know we, we've had uh, obviously other people on like luke smith when he's written formula one cover features uh Karen chandok of course when he did uh, when he did his uh, you know his big questions the regular feature that we do every year so it's been really nice to to have that uh, you know in the last few weeks but in terms of what's what's coming up obviously next uh, next week there won't be an accompaniment uh, magazine podcast because we'll have already gone through it on the podcast it's you know it's, it's yeah. the analysis of the Bahrain Grand Prix so you know that'll be up Monday morning that that's what I'll be doing you know instead of uh, planning the the, the, the Sunday night uh, podcast show I'll be uh, cracking on with my uh, magazine uh, race report which also goes on autosport.com plus on Monday morning and then, yeah, so no accompaniment podcast uh, next week, but the following week um, as well, hang on, let, let me not destroy the timeline in terms of uh, when we're recording <laughs> this. But earlier on today, uh, I spoke to Max Verstappen of Red Bull Racing uh, and he's going to be uh, he's going to be uh, one of our uh, one of our cover features. We haven't quite nailed down which which one it's going to get in April, but it's going to be a slot where we we speak to Max. So, yeah, really, uh, really intrigued intrigued to see how that turns out who's looking good who's not looking good in formula one what's gone wrong is mercedes really in trouble i've got a horrible feeling as we'll come to later on that they're going to turn up on sunday and absolutely blitz everyone again but you know we live in hope of a, of a more competitive season but uh, but yeah that's what's coming up in the next few weeks uh, between sort of Bahrain grand prix and the uh, the imola race whatever it is presented by italy or pirelli or made in made in emilia romagna whatever the real official race yeah that is. massive mouthful <laughs> i think it's a really nice way to give a bit of insight into the behind the scenes as such of the magazine and to hear a bit more about the uh, thought process that has gone into it so looking forward to that now you just mentioned of course bahrain we are a few way a few days away from the f1 season kicking off 
What's on your mind right now? What do you think is going to happen in Bahrain? Talk to me about what your predictions are. Oh, I just, like I said, I've just got this feeling that Mercedes are going to be like, oh, oh, you thought we were in trouble? No, 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 actually, no. <laughs> I got you. We're, we're even stronger. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think even Verstappen himself uh, spoke to Dutch TV and sort of said, you know, because the, the teams can all, they can all see what each other's doing, you know. It's yeah. just the fact that they don't, you know, they, obviously they, it just, it's just the nature of the beast that they're never going to, release to the public and to the to the media watching on what the exact programs are but the teams have got the software they can see it on the gps like everyone uh, every other team knew how much in trouble ferrari was last year because they could see it on the gps trackers on the straights they were like yeah they've lost 60 horsepower they 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 just knew it like the ferrari wasn't confirming it at that stage but all their rivals knew sort of what was going on or where the particular problem Mm. was i think red bull probably you know they've they've looked at mercedes and gone yep they're still not they weren't operating at, at full tilt so we're we're not we're not getting carried away and assuming that we're favorites but at the same time you know you mercedes can't just just get away from the fact that that car looks an absolute handful in testing like lewis hamilton mm. spinning off into the gravel you know yeah okay maybe you got caught out by a gust of wind and that, that does happen in bahrain and that's another reason why i'm a little bit pessimistic in terms of just definitely predicting it's going to be a, a title fight between the two because it's it's actually a bit of a, an outlier track Bahrain like it's, it's nowhere yeah. near as as an outlier as, as the normal season opener in Melbourne but it's still not like it's not Barcelona testing it's not those mm-hmm. almost sort of lab conditions that you get there for testing the, the chassis and things like that so yeah I think I think it I just I just can't get the feeling that Mercedes is going to come back and also I, I saw a, a weather prediction I think it was just an iPhone one so how, how accurate it'll be I don't know but it could be quite could be quite sandy and blustery on Sunday so maybe we'll Ooh. get a, a sandstorm Grand Prix a bit like we did see on the first day of testing interesting yeah I don't think that anyone is completely buying into Mercedes suddenly just having poor performance I think we're all expecting them to come back looking very strong when it actually comes to race weekend as they always do but what are you thinking for further down the grid? We've spoken about Mercedes and Red Bull, but are there any things that you're really looking out for a bit further down? I'm really looking forward to seeing what AlphaTauri's lineup does this year because I was just so impressed with Pierre Gasly last season. I think, you know, if you, if you were to look back exactly 12 months where he's starting back at the team, you know, where Red Bull had dropped him to and it was just like, well, what's going to happen? Is this going to be sort of Daniel Kvyat Mark II, who was obviously still there at this point last year? You know, is, is, he, is, he, is, he, is he lost his head, as it were? Is it going to be really hard to recover that confidence? And, and you know, is, is, is what should have been a very promising Grand Prix career, you know, sort of on its way out? And he, he, he so turned it around with his performances. Like, even before he won in Monza, he was already nailed on for third place driver in, in, our, in our rankings at the end of the year. Obviously, you know, if he'd done disastrously you wouldn't have been but you know just the level that he was performing at in that car was was tremendous you know you know we now know how the team goes about doing that you know they they provide a car that is just is 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 nice and simple to drive you know sacrifice a little bit of peak performance but it means the driver can get the most out of it and also you know nurture that that environment you create that environment that that drivers like Gasly and now Yuki Tsunoda are going to thrive um I do wonder what's going to happen to Gasly in terms of his future career because if Red Bull aren't going to promote him back and they were very clear on that I mean you know we're going to come and chat about this uh, in a minute but you watch Drive to Survive and Christian Horner yeah okay they're all playing up to the cameras a fair bit but you know it it was the same as what he was saying to the media you know he's basically yep thanks Pierre but you're not coming back you know we're going to keep you at AlphaTauri so where does he go from here? You know, you've got to think he, he's potentially got to look outside the Red Bull programme. Um, but also his new teammate, 
Yuki Tsunoda. I was so impressed with him in testing. You know, it wasn't just the, yeah. the head la- headline lap one pace. Okay, he achieved that with a bizarre use of DRS. <laughs> but I was watching all the times coming in, and there was a moment during he did a race simulation before those uh, those low fuel runs on the final afternoon, and it, there was a period where he did about fifteen. 16 laps and every single one of them was faster every single time it was you know okay you'd sort of expect that with the fuel load going down a bit but the tires would have been wearing out then he spun and went off and you're like oh okay yep rookie error that's to be expected comes back in changes the tires and immediately another personal best lap and i was just like wow this kid he's really on it he's really really on it so yeah i'm just really looking forward to seeing how uh, how that lineup does for the for for the, the sort of the excitement factor that those drivers have got yeah, I'm really looking forward to those two as well. I think it's going to be a good pairing. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. As you said, um, Gasly obviously had such a good year last year. And I think everyone is sort of rooting for him still. Uh, we still want to see him doing really, really well. One last question before we move over to Drive to Survive, which obviously we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking for Haas with the new driver lineup? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, that. I sort of, I, I discussed this in my column for the magazine and, and autosport.com plus. You know, it's 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 really tricky for both drivers because they're both rookies. You know, coming into this year, Haas isn't going to be developed. It's all eyes on 2022. You know, they haven't got the experience that a lot of drivers will have in terms of the, using the cars last year. But Mick Schumacher, just because he comes in with a much better reputation, has got more at stake if Mazepin, if Mazepin does somehow beat him. I I don't really know what's going to happen. You know, Schumacher does have at least have the the pedigree. You know, he won in Formula Three, he won in Formula Two, but there's still question marks over how good he ultimately will be. But he's got all that mm. momentum, he's got all that support, he's got he has got the pressure of of his surname. You know, I don't think even he would would deny that. It, it naturally does create that. But you know, if he can handle all that, he he could go on and and we'll see what happens. But it's it's just going to be a, it's just a difficult. It's just a difficult scenario for everybody involved. You know, Haas was in a fight for its own survival last year. It seems to have achieved that with Mazepin's money, um, and 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 yeah, it's 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 sort of like eh, it's, it's a it's just a bizarre situation. I do I do think they're right at the back, judging by what we saw on the times. I think Williams is in front of them on outright pace. I think George Russell will be regularly getting that car forward again. Uh, don't really like the livery still, even though I've seen it on track. The Williams still not convinced by it. Um, but yeah, I think Haas is going to be at the back. But that you know that's that is often the best place for the rookies to do their learning. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how they get on. We must of course discuss Drive to Survive. So many of the listeners will have probably got through all ten episodes now. Probably binge watched it as soon as it released. Uh, but what were your thoughts of season three? Well, I mean, first of all, I I am an unlikely star of season three I, mean, I might i might be overplaying that ever so slightly especially given as my face isn't actually claim it. it it's fine <laughs> well I, I i did someone 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 uh, who worked i used to work with at the evening standard somehow he i don't know how quite out what his project is at the moment but he, he'd seen sort of a preview uh of, of the new series and he sent me a message on twitter being like, oh i heard your heard your heard your voice heard your question to lewis hamilton so i was like, oh brilliant that made it in and uh, yeah that's pretty cool because that was my first f1 press conference ever in australia last year ahead of that aborted race and uh, it was really weird. I sort of, I sort of gone in, sort of just to sort of find out how it all works out because I'd never really been in a massive one. The ones at testing, preseason testing, were quite small. But, you know, this was this was the big time. You know, there's all the local journalists there from Melbourne. You know, there's all the broadcasters, everyone, all, all the all the journalists you'd expect were there. And I managed to catch uh, Tom Wood, the FIA media delegate's eye, 
and was like, yeah, I want, we want to ask you a question. You know, I'm, I'm, I've arrived. Jonathan Noble, my colleague at motorsport.com, you know, he's like, yep, go in, ask this question, two-footed tackle, make a name for yourself, make a splash. I was like, cheers, thanks for the pressure there, John. That'll be cool. <laughs> and there, I got got the microphone and um, there was another question from, from another journalist. He, it was a bit of a bizarre one. He seemed to just ask Lewis Hamilton if his car was going to be any good, which was fairly easy for Lewis to answer and I was like well thanks for the open goal mate I'm gonna I'm gonna drive straight through it and ask you about coronavirus so I was very <laughs> pleased that that uh, that made it into the show but um yeah it was weird I never really got to hear his answer until I listened to it back on the audio because I didn't realize I don't know like I didn't know anything about this but at Formula One press conferences obviously it's not been like that since Australia because of Covid and um, but the the sort of the assistants come around and like the, I had this woman she sort of grabbed my my pass my accreditation and was like taking down my name and everything and all the details. But I was like, I didn't know that was going to happen. So I was like, what's going on here? All while Lewis is answering my questions. So I just, it was a bit, bit wrong footed, but there we are. Anyway, I'll stop talking about myself because of, you know, <laughs> wittering on for far too long. Um, but yeah, that, so that was, that was a nice little surprise that I've made way too much of. Um, but yeah, the, the overall, the, the series, right? I, I don't rock. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's brilliant. I think they absolutely do a tremendous job, but I don't get why they have to make so much stuff up like yeah they just mess with the timeline really weirdly and create this sort of false drama and mm-hmm. like that's kind of fine on on one level i can kind of understand why they do it and i sort of you know i understand the thinking behind it but i just don't want anybody to think that that's what really happened like the the yeah. mclaren situation the, the sort of the the blowing up the 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 the, the lando norris and carlos Sainz jr relationship don't don't didn't really get that at all but the mercedes episode confused me as well because netflix got that amazing access and that amazing like i had like, like genuinely we, you know we followed that f1 weekend um uh, in sochi remotely and, and and everything coming out of it there was no hint that there was some sort of you know funny business going on with the toe like Bottas sort of he'd made yeah. like a cryptic comment of oh yeah maybe i maybe i wanted to be third <laughs> on the grid and that all made sense but nobody said anything about the toe because everything that was focused on rightly was lewis hamilton messing up qualifying yeah he got pole but he ruined his strategy by what had gone on in q2 and that that's why lewis was annoyed i don't think it was any i don't think there was anything to do with him being annoyed at what Bottas had done giving a toe to verstappen but what was amazing was that Netflix's access captured Toto Wolf being livid that Bottas yeah. had given Verstappen a toe, and his engineer even apologising because I think I think it, I think the situation wasn't oh he's doing this deliberately to try and screw over his teammate because Bottas doesn't do that. That's the whole reason why he's there, that's why he's lasted so long because he doesn't do what Nico Rosberg did. I think Toto Wolf was like we've accidentally given an advantage to a rival and I'm furious about it because we should never be doing that. And it just shows you the the single-minded focus of that Mercedes team. It's like, yeah, we've got pole, we're first and third, but I'm still annoyed at this little bit that went wrong because we shouldn't be doing that. I think that just sums up what Mercedes does. So yeah, that sort of, that was my takeaway from the whole series was brilliant access, brilliant storytelling, but why is some of it not completely true? I think that Drive to Survive is so, so good for new fans and for opening up the sport. And the behind the scenes access is just amazing. It's unrivaled. It gives a really nice little peek into how things are happening off the track. But I did find it slightly strange the way um, it was all pieced together. And sometimes the things that they chose to focus on within certain race weekends, I was thinking, okay, this isn't really, (laughs) this wasn't really the main focus. And you sort of lose what was the main focus of the weekend in real life as such. Lewis Hamilton's barely in it. And like the story of him winning his seventh world title, equally Michael Schumacher, like the turkey 
race, the best race of the year, let's face it, although I really enjoyed the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, because I thought that was a genuine <laughs> defeat for Mercedes and really enjoyed how Red Bull did it. Um, uh, and obviously the Skier Grand Prix was complete madness. That was brilliant as well. Um, but yeah, that, that Turkish race is basically ignored. We get Lance Stroll's pole position in it, but Hamilton's drive, which was for me the drive of the season, the way he did that on a day when Mercedes was all over the place and he completely destroys the opposition to win the title, it's not in it it's, it's really weird and the whole the, the covid situation is really skated over like it's explained every you know the australia situation of what's handled very very well and very good explanations but there's not i don't know it, it, you didn't get that sense of what a tremendous achievement it was from everybody involved in f in f1 you know the fia the teams to actually pull off what they did last year was was terrific and i just thought that was underplayed a little bit so yeah it's kind of weird i don't know it's like Again, referring back to my column, I find the, the, the dynamics between the teammates and the little subplots and the stories, they're absolutely fascinating. They're brilliant. Mm. But I wouldn't have put some of those stories in at the expense of the more important ones as, yeah. as what seems to have happened with this series. There's just a the slight concern that when some of the new fans transition over to maybe actually like engaging with the sport full time, they're going to be like, hold on, <laughs> this is quite different to what, um, Completely. You know, what I'm used to. Um, it's not actually as dramatic. And nonetheless, I do think it is a brilliant, brilliant idea. Uh, and yep. we all love to, you know, have a little binge of it. So that is our podcast for today i could have carried on chatting but conscious of the time i will uh, stop but before we go here's what you can see right now on autosport plus there is alex's weekly column that this week assesses the teammate battles that are going to define the 2021 f1 season lewis duncan discusses mark marquez and the progress of his return to MotoGP. While Matt Q explains what Nissan's commitment to Formula E's Gen 3 era reveals about the championship's future. New subscribers who sign up today can use the promo code PODCAST during checkout to save 50% off their first payment. And if you head over to autosport.com forward slash plus and click sign in at the top of the page, then use that promo code PODCAST, get your 50% discount. And that is all from us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very, very soon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Sports Social Podcast Network.